I'm gonna trick former guest Ben into making us a theme song. That's it. Okay. Better, closer, warmer. Uh, all modern art is communistic. I want to be the first man to nut in space. Fuck you. Fuck off. Where are we finding it? Why can't we Better, find it? Closer, Why do you guys warmer. keep saying all this change? We're playing Fortnite. Let's have fun. We need to get to that post-World War II mentality where Better, closer, no one in the warmer. world is going to Twitch and typing in climate first. Don't tweet us about how our stuff's inaccurate. At this point, I don't think the N-word tape would change anything. The piss tape might. From New Orleans to New York. It's the Alienos Podcast, baby. Dude, that was TNT. Welcome back to the Illennials Podcast. I am Smith. I'm Seth. And I'm Almada. This week, oh, I love our it. guest is coming in hot. We're dry, <laughs> unfortunately. There is no there is no moist voice this week, but in his place, <laughs> we have our guest. Say your name again for everybody. Hi, uh, I'm Almado. I know like two or three things about fighting games, so I'm here now. Nice. Awesome. Because we are lost. Yes. Because you know that means you know two or three more things than the two of us. So mm-hmm. that's what we need. Yeah, we. I think my I, mostly I ever played was uh, Smash Brothers, and I'm a, I'm a fan of playing with items on, which makes me apparently uh, trash uh, a pariah to most people. Bad person. I'll play it how it was how it was intended. How uh, Seth, you play uh, Strive now, right? I've recently started playing um, Guilty Gear Strive. Yes. Um, and it's oh, a fun cool. game. How are you enjoying I that? also recently uninstalled Guilty Gear Strive for my computer um, because <laughs> oh. I was playing it too much. And once I, it got to that point where once I realized what the actual, like, the actual amount of time I was going to put into the game to be mm-hmm. useful in online matches was so high that I was like, maybe I just shouldn't play this game because it's going to eat up all of my time. <laughs> but it is very fun and I'll, I'll probably reinstall it in like two days. And, you know. <laughs> and, you know. Get rid of it before it ruins the marriage. Yeah. Don't be like Tekken players. <laughs> ah, Tekken. This, Tekken is like become incredibly revitalized in the past couple years. I um because <clears throat> I don't play a lot of fighting games, but I, I love watching them competitively and I love watching Evo and mm-hmm. stuff. I know for a long time, like when I first started watching Evo, it was like Street Fighter and Marvel vs. Capcom were like the marquee events everyone was excited about. And then the past mm-hmm. two, three years, obviously minus the COVID years when there was no Evo, people have been crazy for Tekken. I was, I was really surprised by how big, how big the, the fan base is around Tekken now. Yeah, no, it really started popping off with like Tekken 7. I think partially, you know, Tekken had accrued like, I think before I got into fighting games, the only, I, I mean, I knew about Street Fighter because it's fucking Street Fighter. Yeah. But before I had gotten into fighting games, I think Tekken was the only other fighting game I'd actually, like, heard of, really. So, like, you know, PS2 years did it well. Tekken Tag 2, I think, was really complicated, so that a lot of people didn't want to, like, get into that. But Tekken 7 was sort of, like, you know, fresh slate title. So, like, a lot of people could go in and be like, okay, this isn't... There are characters here with less than 100 moves. I can play this. Yeah. That's crazy to me about Tekken is that... Apparently, if the character has been in the game since the beginning, they just keep adding moves every game. Yeah. So I saw somebody scroll through one of the characters' moves list, and they were just scrolling and scrolling <laughs> and scrolling. 
Oh yeah, especially if you got like one of the stance characters, like I think a uh, Lei or Yoshimitsu, it's like yep. it, it gets absurd. Like I think I don't know how many of those two or characters like those have, but it's <laughs> it's ridiculous. So, uh, what is your fighting game of choice, Almada? Oh, my fighting game of choice. Uh, right now, I haven't been playing like as much. Uh, I think right now, but what I've been liking so far is uh, DNF Duel and uh, Melty Blood Type Lumina have been sort of my games of choice at this current moment. Melty Blood. I think that's the one that, that piqued our interest a couple weeks ago, wasn't it, Smooth? Yeah, because I just saw some jokes about like this game and I don't understand them. So what what is the what is Melty Blood's deal? Okay. So Melty Blood is a fighting game based on like many like a lot of fight fighting games, like an on a, a previously existing IP. Uh I guess the difference between this one and say a Marvel is that it's the IP it's based on is a Japanese visual novel called Tsukihime. Yeah. Uh to give you an idea this is like the first visual novel that was made by the same people who made Fate. So, now I've that, also heard of Fate in references that I don't understand either. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to get into that. We're not going to talk about dead apostles and I don't know all that other dumb bullshit and servants and the throne of heroes or whatever the fuck that is. That's not important. Most <laughs> multiplayers don't know that stuff either. You don't need to know. It's just a it, I think it started as like a fan game that was made for like Comic and it sort of like grew out from there, like official license, and like it sort of became a mainstay of like the anime fighting game scene from like uh, basically the mid 2000s and stuff. You know, you could play it on a shitty laptop in the park. So, you know, very accessible in that regard. That's why, where you get a lot of the jokes about like multiplayers will play anywhere. You know. <laughs> You know, grand finals in the bathroom and shit like that. <laughs> you run it on a toaster, play anywhere. Uh, but yeah, it's just sort of a mainstay of the scene. Interesting. Um, is it is it a team fighter or is it just straight 1v1? Just straight 1v1. Um, Air Dash is like an anime game. It's like, I think a little bit more mobile in Guilty Gear because it doesn't... Uh, Granted, when I say Guilty Gear, I'm thinking of, like, the older ones. I think Strive might be a little different in terms of, like, how the air dashes feel. I think they added, like, more startup lag to that or whatever, right? Uh, I've I've never played any of the Guilty Gear games, so I have no idea. Yeah, Other than Strive. (laughs) Other than Strive, got it. Yeah, but it's a bit more mobile in that you can sort of... In Guilty Gear, normally, it's like you you can jump and then you can either double jump or air dash. Melty Blood, it's, like, any order, so, like, you know jump air dash jump again or jump jump then air dash that kind of thing or whatever so very mobile uh yeah it's just a fun game i don't know what to really say it has maybe you know it's funny because i i guess i should mention this it the original novel was based on this was the era where every fucking visual novel had like porn in it because that's how you sold the product you would not know it looking at the character designs. They're maybe like the least horny I've seen in fighting games. Oh wow! Which is yeah, interesting a surprise. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Very generic schoolboy number one looking ass motherfucker. Okay. And the maids and all that stuff. Yeah. 
And of course, Nekowark. Yeah. I'm sure that's the one you've probably been seeing a million meme posts about around, around everywhere. Yeah, I I mean, I've heard of it. Like I said, I saw this <laughs> joke about it was like literally like a, like a Neo Geo ass piece of equipment at a, a cardboard table <laughs> that was set up for Evo to play Melty Blood at. And then I have a VTuber that I watch who like <laughs> is, I don't know, talks about eating beans and playing uh, Melty Blood at the same time. And I guess it's some kind of joke about <laughs> same time. I don't even know eating eating beans and playing multi. You can play multi so with one hand. I maybe so. I don't know. Yeah. You could certainly you know, try. It, it got my attention because of that. There were a lot, there were a lot of jokes about this that I didn't I didn't quite understand. And I guess um, so. Like, it, is Type Lumina the most recent one? Yeah, it's the most recent one. There was like. There was all the Melty Bloods that came out around like the PS2 era, and then it just kind of like disappeared during like sort of the PS3, PS4 time. Like at that point, the company that makes it, French Bread, uh, made their own game called uh, Undernight that they've been doing for like that whole era. And then uh, with the new, there was a remake of the original visual novel of Tsukihime that came out recently, and so the game was made to like sort of tie in with that. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, interesting. I I've never heard of this this visual novel. I think I've I never played one. Does Danganronpa count as a visual novel? Because I played that. I think it's like a visual novel with like a little more gameplay than like what visual novels usually have. Visual novels are usually just a book, like, and you got pictures and voice acting and background music and shit. Basically, okay, it's a visual novel. Uh. I've seen some folks play them. So I, I I always wondered what the difference is between those two things. But I, yeah, okay, I, I can see that. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh, not a genre I have a lot of experience with, like fighting games. So as a way to cross up y- your interests, when is there going to be a V2 fighting game? Or is there one already? <laughs> There's got to be one in the works. There's already a VTuber fucking uh, Vampire Survivors ripoff game, so it's got to be yeah. somewhere coming coming down the road. You know, how live, get on it. You know, show me. <laughs> I want to do Corona mix-ups or whatever. I don't actually know anything about VTuber, so I don't even know if she's part it could of do that like a, like It could be like Marvel vs. Capcom, like yeah. uh, Hollow Live vs. V Shoujo or something. I'm, that's the only two I know. <laughs> <laughs> that could be the fighting game. You know? I actually just realized, by the way, Seth, we, I actually lied earlier. Our We do have experience with one fighting game in particular that was our obsession back in the day. Do you Soul Calibur. Soul Calibur, Soul Calibur 2 in particular. Yes, 2 was a game that we did this weird pattern where we would rent the game from like a movie gallery that was near us and we would play the game to completion. I mean, we would do every single challenge on like the <laughs> highest difficulties and then we would return the game and then months later we would have erased our memory card. So we would go re-rent the game and do the whole thing over and over. And we eventually got to the point where we could do it in one day. We could get everything in Soul Calibur 2. Yep. Um, those are fun games. I don't, know, I don't know what happened to them after Soul Calibur 2. I don't remember them being as good. Uh, my general understanding from like Soul Calibur players is they were not as good oh. for a very long time. Well. And the most recent one is pretty decent. Okay. I gotta look into that then. Yeah. You can play as Geralt, you can be 2B from Near Automata. I'm trying to remember what other dumb crossover characters they have. Those two might be the most, but let me just... In, in one, they had Yoda. And I remember his that block was... was he held up his hand and like did the force to block thing. That, that was when they did the thing where if you played on Xbox, you got Yoda, and on PlayStation, you got Darth Vader. 
That was the oh. thing they did. Didn't Tekken didn't Tekken have like a Master Chief type character or something? Or is that different a different fighting game? Uh Killer Instinct I know had like one of like the I think the Halo alien dudes or whatever. I don't know what his name is, but I remember seeing him on the character select screen. Tekken had Negan from The Walking Dead. Yes, Tekken has Negan, I know that much. <laughs> what the I, fuck? I think the meme was that basically Harada, who's like one of the producers behind Tekken, I think he's sort of like the guy, the face of Tekken, like put out a tweet asking like, yo, what guest character should we put in Tekken? And the first reply was Negan from Walking Dead. So, And it was from Jeffrey Dean Morgan's uh, backup Twitter <laughs> account. <laughs> what a weird include. That's, that's strange. Yeah. Yeah, but I kind of dig it. It's like... Yeah, I, I like the weird includes in fighting games. It's just fun to look back on and be like, yeah, Yoda was in Soul Calibur for some reason. Yeah, it's always funny to me when I look at Marvel vs. Capcom and I'm like, they really did some deep pulls for some of these characters. Like yeah, fucking Shum- <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, Shum- I don't... <laughs> I don't know what. Well, actually, I guess I probably do know. I don't just don't remember because I think there was a Twitter thread where someone was like translating a bunch of stories from like one of the guys at Marvel who like worked on the Marvel versus Capcom games and like I, I think he even like did some work like translating the comics into Japanese for like reference material for like the developers and stuff. A lot of interesting things. Having to fight tooth and nail on some portrayals. I remember him talking about like coming out of into the spider-verse and being salty a little bit of like they told us that we made kingpin too big for the fucking punisher like arcade game or whatever <laughs> and look at this fucking square block Just of a man here that movie. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing yeah that pissed me off too for sure and they had that one character who i can't even remember her name that had the six arms i used to use her all the time they did like the the, the three hit punch with the arms Oh, I know who you're talking about. I can't remember her name either, but like, yeah, like that—that was one. Like, she was like an X-Men character or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was from the alternate universe or whatever, where the oh god, the game master or whatever ruled the world. I can't remember her name though for the life of me. But deep, so deep, I don't even know the fuck. Yeah, that's 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 the best part. Did they have Strider as well from those old Capcom games? Yes, they had Strider. I'm actually looking at a list of all the characters right now to see. Oh. Um, I'm trying to think of who the deepest cut uh, it is. I was about to say Captain Commando in MVC2, but then I remember, wait, no, he was, I think he was just a character they made for that game. Or maybe he was from, like, some obscure ass, now I've got to fucking look up fucking yeah. Captain Suckass. <laughs> I love, oh, Beautiful Joe was kind of a deep cut, oh. because that game wasn't ridiculously popular. I remember playing it and enjoying it, but it wasn't, like, a huge, you know, massive selling title. But Beautiful Joe is in 3, and he's really good. Also love the inclusion oh, of like the Resident Evil characters. I just love them imagine because yeah. Resident Evil wasn't really a game where you're supposed to rush in and do a bunch of damage and look cool. Yeah. Um, so the fact that they're doing it in this game is always funny to me. Yeah, yeah. You got. I mean, Wesker works. He's like, I think yeah. he was like very popular in the early days of MVC three. Like everyone thought, like, yo, this character's fucking busted. And then like once people actually learned how to play the game, it's like, oh, he's actually just kind of mid- he's like mid tier or whatever. He's like okay, yeah, but not like disgusting the way like morgan or zero is or virtual oh virtual oh captain commando did actually have a fucking video game it was a beat-em-up it was set in a futuristic version of metro city we've all been there yeah (laughs) 
I yeah. like building number eight. That's a, that's a good you never building, you take a wrong a turn and you end up in a futuristic version of Metro City. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the year is man. 2026. We're not far off from Captain Commando having to find his way <laughs> through. Oh, oh. God. It reminds me of like the D, like the DC uh, universe where it's like Metropolis and Star City yeah. and stuff like that, you know? Yeah, exactly. Do you know where Gotham is where it is in the real world? Like Is it in like New Jersey or it's something? It's Jersey. Pe- really? People always yeah. think Gotham is supposed to be like upstate New York, but no, it's Jersey. <laughs> Interesting. That's you know, that, that really changes how you think of, of Bruce Wayne talking, huh? Like, yes. No wonder that uh christian bale did that like weird voice he's like i can't do an actual jersey accent for this this would be crazy yeah because like in in the lore it's like metropolis is on one side of the bay and gotham's on the other side of the bay and i guess that kind of works yeah. for, for new york and new think jersey about it. in a way maybe maybe but, gotham is like staten island oh god <laughs> but but don't forget that in the dc universe those other cities the ones from our world still exist so on top of those cities, we have these other fake cities as well. Yeah. So that's weird. It's okay. You just um, erase the cities no one actually knows in those areas, and you just put them in. It's like, who's going to notice? The five people who live in, like, I don't even, yeah. I was going to make something up. I don't even know. See? I don't know anywhere that, name and city in New Jersey. I can't. Trenton, New Jersey. Fuck you. Move. I only know it because of that was it was named in like part of the scandal with the that guy, the governor who did the bridge gate or whatever they called it. I can't, can't even remember at this point. Chris Christie, that was his name. Chris Christie. Oh yeah, right. the human lasagna. That. <laughs> you know what? I've never played the DC fighting game. The um, what is it called? Injustice. Yes, you have. Yeah, we played that. that oh. the, have I? We, me, and you played it the, the day it came out, one v one, and I, I, I remember oh. beating you so bad. <laughs> yeah, That's so fun. I quit. Yeah. That's that's the truest fighting game experience. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Are those games good? Do people like them? Uh, I think if you're into like Mortal Kombat games, you like them, and if you're not, they're just kind of whatever. Yeah, they had a decently yeah. sized community for a while. They were at Evo, and then they kind of dropped off. And now Mortal Kombat yeah. just kind of took over all those all those players. Yeah. NRS games kind of go through a cycle. It's like people play it until the next one comes out, and then they sort of just drop the old one. Is my understanding. Except for, in, except for in some cases. I know some fighting... I mean, the, the fighting game I'm the most interested in is, is Super Smash Brothers, And the real competitive scene is for Super Smash Brothers Melee, which is right, you yeah. know, it's from 2001. People have kept around old GameCubes and CRT TVs just so they can continue right. to play that game for as long as fucking possible. Um, and I know there's like... For Street Fighter, there's like a bunch of people who are like, I only play Street Fighter 3 Third Strike. I, will, I refuse yeah. to play the newest Street Fighter game. And yeah, it's very yeah, interesting how that works. Yeah, those communities exist, I think, for like probably every game. You know, some are bigger than others. Yeah. I know uh, there's this one old Capcom fighter called Cyberbots where it was like, I think, a bunch of repurposed assets from like basically like a sort of mech beat em up style game. And like, I remember the, the, there's like a bunch of wiki pages for different fighting games to sort of give people you know info to go off on i remember reading the like sort of game summary one on that one the person put like yeah the community is small for this like there was a japanese player that tweeted like we have enough cyberbots players to like fill a baseball team the bare minimum <laughs> for a baseball team that's great um 
actually, do you, does anybody here remember uh, for the N64 Bio Freaks? I do not. Let me look this one up. It sounds like we, oh, okay. Now it's my turn. We played Bio Freaks together. Let me look at the. Let me look at the the pictures. Uh, You'll the, the cover will be immediately the iconic. dude with the chainsaw. Yeah, I think yeah. I saw that in a giant bomb video, but yeah, that was like I was I didn't have an N sixty four, and I was three when this game came out. So oh god, I'm <laughs> how old was I when this game came out? Let's see. It came out. I was three as well. <laughs> wow, same age. Nice. And now you're no, the old one. <laughs> no, no, no. We didn't play it when it came out. Sure, but we did play it together. Sure. Um, I remember. I'm also when I was a kid. There was a big deal on that, on that game. Y'all don't remember this shit because y'all weren't even born yet. I don't think. <laughs> but Thrill Kill. Do y'all remember the story of Thrill Kill? No, not me. It was like a game that it never came out. It was previewed extensively as being like the bloodiest fighting game of all time. And it was like you could play as like this is an offensive character, but like a, a, a little person, a dwarf on stilts who like stab folks with the stilts and whatnot. Yes. It was one of those games like BMXXX that never came out because mm-hmm. it was just ridiculous. But it was a big thing of like finding the, the long lost like master copy of Thrill Kill to play it or whatever. It looks like garbage okay. for today's standards. Okay. Sir, if I'm reading the or sorry, Smith, I'm reading the the page on this now, and you you omitted the part where the the little person was also a leather daddy with a hatred That's, for tall people. Yeah, I did forget to mention that. Yeah. <laughs> so there's only eight characters. There's Belladonna, who's a librarian who became a dominatrix. Kane, who was an arsonist who got trapped inside of a building he set on fire. Cletus, who was a cannibal who sold home style sausages for from made from human remains. Doctor Faustus, who's a plastic surgeon who killed. And purposely disfigured his patients. The imp, who is a dwarf leather daddy, leather daddy is written on Wikipedia. He didn't just make yeah. this up. He just he, that that's on there. Judas, yeah. who is a pair of conjoined twins. Mammoth, a postal postal worker who went postal. Maruka, who is a demon goddess who out of boredom just gathers other fighters to for, to fight for death. Oddball, who's an FBI behavioral analyst who became a serial killer. The Tormentor, who was a judge named William Whitefield, who would acquit criminals in order to kidnap and torture them later. And Violet, a circus contortionist who developed a strong hatred for men after being raped by one who broke into her dressing room. Holy shit! Yeah, I can really feel the 90s edge on this. Yeah. I can, maybe I can see why this game got cancelled. Yeah. The character designer of uh, Thrill Kill should sue the creators of Hannibal, because the character Oddball is just totally ripped off of yeah. that show. <laughs> that's yeah that's actually true <laughs> um but yeah so this is one of those weird games from my past that never actually came out but it was a big deal back in the day interesting uh, truly tragic that we never got to experience the thrills of something like uh down south sweeney todd yeah imagine <laughs> evo grand finals of thrill kill <laughs> Everyone's uh, rooting for the imp player to take down Oddball. <laughs> if this game had come out, you know there'd be people playing it today. There would be. There had to be. For sure. Of course. Every game has somebody. There's probably somebody playing like a rant, like a rip of this game that they stole from like the remains. I don't even know. Does this studio even exist anymore? Paradox. Which is oh, not. Oh, Midway. Stu- yeah, Midway. <laughs> They were they were known for Mortal Kombat stuff, I believe. Right, so. right. Okay. 
So this kind of makes sense. This sounds like Mortal Kombat's like shithead cousin that no one really likes to talk to and doesn't invite to Thanksgiving. Yeah. So I read something interesting recently about you know there's there's always been this you know notion in fighting games of they're too hard. Mm. Like what mm. I just said earlier about how it's hard for me to like dedicate as much time to them as you need to get good. Um, right. And how they're you know maybe they should make it easier for new players, lower skill ceilings and floors mm-hmm. and all that stuff. But and that so that got so bad that apparently I don't know this, but the 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 lead developer of the Street Fighter games considered making Street Fighter Four a turn based game rather than a straight up fighter because he was tired of people saying that like it took too many like of uh, you know quick reactions to play the game. And I'm just sitting here right. imagining what a turn based Street Fighter game would be like. Finally, one for me. I know you would be great <laughs> at it. <laughs> It'd be, it would be, the, the grand finals would be six and a half hours long. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. trying to imagine. I think, uh, how combos even, I, I feel like combos would feel even worse though in that because it's just like, I, I'm imagining just like a, a turn counter thing or whatever. It's just like the two characters and yours just keeps getting skipped as they like pick like, mm, yeah. which move should I do for this one? <laughs> Because when you get comboed, you have to like you have to like sit there and just let it happen. You don't even have like you can't mash out or try and do any kind of tech. You just have to like have it happen to you. That would be rough. Yeah, I guess you could implement like a killer instinct style. They have like a combo breaker mechanic in that kind of game. I can't remember yeah. where when exactly you're allowed to start doing combos. And then there's the layer of like oh you can bait the combo breaker and you can like break through combo breaker and all that shit. So like yeah. I could see something like that in like a turn-based game just so you don't... The one-sided pummeling doesn't feel as stark. What if anyone has tried to do a, a turn-based Street Fighter-like game? Let's see. They should do like a like a, a hidden part, sort of, where you're, you, you, know, you can't see each other, obviously. Mm-hmm. And you need to try and guess their input. And if you guess their move correctly, you break the combo and can reverse on them or something. That could work. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not a game designer. Oh, really? Right. Yeah. Find out now? Um, I know there was there was a Street Fighter um like tabletop RPG made by White Wolf back in like the early two thousands. Yeah, that was a thing. I remember seeing about that, and I think it's actually the funny part is it's still popular in Brazil. Like that, you have fans still making splat books for like different like new Street Fighter characters that have come out since then and stuff. And like I heard that too. That's weird. Yeah, yeah. No, it's fascinating, but like you know. I guess when if you're popular enough and also I don't the tabletop scenes in like other countries is always fascinating to me like I like I still sometimes just think about like sin try and think about like Call of Cthulhu is like the biggest thing in Japan like what like and just how different the like you know tabletop scene must be there for you know obviously reasons beyond fucking Call of Cthulhu but just like that as well where it's like do do they have people there who are always just trying to jam things into Call of Cthulhu and other people are just fucking sick of it and like try to make a million games or anything but this? I, know. I was gonna ask the same thing because I was like, here it's like everything you look at if you if you're especially if you're new or if you go out to a regular store, it's just all fifth edition. And if you go yeah. online, people are just, you know, you know, ramming stuff into fifth edition. So I just I because re- I really wonder how you would do that in Call of Cthulhu. <laughs> Like, how would you turn Call of Cthulhu into, like, a prehistoric mammoth hunting game? 
some Japanese dude like, here's my home rules to make uh, Star Wars and Call of Duty. Want to try it out? <laughs> I would love um, that actually. I'd be, that'd be dope. Yeah. Yeah, I know uh, people people rent out those like karaoke rooms in Japan to play tabletop RPGs because they're like one of the few places with enough space to get around a table that's you know not in someone's home to to play the games. Yeah, yeah, I never actually heard that, but like that makes sense. That's I know space is like a huge issue. I think that's part of the reason I've been into card games and the card games I've been playing are like also played in Japan. And it's interesting, like you know. Because people, uh, what I've been playing recently is Digimon, and like the way the set releases currently are mapping out, it's like we're basically a year behind where Japan is in set releases, and um, it's there's always like the sort of push and pull between like you know we're you obviously look at what people are playing to figure out like what's good in the upcoming sets, but there's the meta always differs just because one people play differently here, people like different kinds of decks, so it's like what you're gonna see is just gonna end up being kind of different sometimes but also like they have to do best of one because like you mentioned those card shops they don't have a lot of space and a lot of times they actually have multiple card game events running in the same shop on the same day so it's like you kind of like yo we need to hurry up so like it's always best of one which probably feels real bad if you fucking just break round one (laughs) but yeah uh, for sure yeah, no mulligan either. So at least I don't know if they have if there are any games from there that actually do mulligans. I know Digimon doesn't. We do do it here, and it's so fucking stupid. Some events do mulligans, but some don't. I think it's the more the events that are supposed to be the ultimate cups are supposed to be more casual. So like for they get mulligan, but like the regionals and other I guess more serious air quotes events like have no mulligan. You just have to ride or die with the brick. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. You put mulligans stuff. into uh, into fighting games. <laughs> yeah. Thirty seconds in. Nah, actually, no. Sorry. Yeah, that was that was my bad. This was this this was a mistake. Yeah, my mistake. Yeah, redo. Like, redo. Go go back to character <laughs> select. Exactly. Um. Well, it's funny you mentioned best of ones and how they are uh, terrible. Because Smith, you used to be a big fan of best of ones. You should. You once told me that every sporting competition. Should be a best of one, even if it's the finals yep. of like, like the NBA or like League of Legends. You think it should just be one game yep. to decide the best team. Now that you've been playing Absolutely. Magic more often, do you still believe uh-huh. that? Uh, no, I don't believe that. Good, um, <laughs> thank you. Uh, but only for Magic. Other what? sports, best of one for sure. But only for Magic, best of three. Because there's randomness in my. In I don't my even like best com- of three. <laughs> Maybe in card <laughs> games, best of threes is fine, but in anything else, uh-huh. best of five, I, best of seven. I, wow. Best of three in card game, I think, is fine, because I think if you go further than that, it's like you're going to be there for a fucking while. Yeah, like, that's true. I don't know, maybe in Magic What's you wouldn't, because a lot of people in Magic, they just win 50 seconds into the game. I mean, yeah, depending on the higher power level of the of the, of the format, the faster games go. And like Legacy, you're you if you don't win on turn one, you're probably not going to win the game. Ah, just like Yu Gi Oh. I watched someone stream Yu Gi Oh the 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 online new game Duel for Masters, me. Master Duel, Duel. Masters, Master Duel, and the, or Master Duel, and their Ma- motherfucking opponent took a twenty minute turn to win the and entire game. They just played by the, so yeah. played single player for a little bit. I was yeah. like, is this fun? Are you having fun right now watching this person win the game? 
No, but you see, the fun is you take those L's and then you get to be player one and then just <laughs> win the yeah, game on your you turn. Yeah. Oh man. I guess they're they're putting they're putting Street Fighter and Magic the Gathering too, so that's happening from for me. I'm gonna have to cross over there with fighting games for me. I thought that already happened. I mean, I think they did. It did. And the cards are now coming out. It takes oh. eight months for them to actually get okay. shit to people. Oh. Chun Li apparently is going to be a, a, a commander deck staple. Apparently, wow. So now oh, you can play your fun. Magic the Gathering Fortnite cards. You get your Magic the Gathering Street Fighter cards. And soon, my Magic the Gathering Doctor Who cards versus my Magic the Gathering Lord of the Rings cards. It's going to be great. More Hammer Forty K cards too. While I'm at it. I was going to joke about when are they going to put Goku and Magic the Gathering, but I guess they can't because Bandai already has a Dragon Ball card game. Yeah, and Goku was just in Fortnite. He was just in Fortnite. He has a gun now. And I was just thinking fucking Negan is also in Magic the Gathering. Wow. Wait, really? They did like a Walking Dead thing with that? Rick, Negan, fucking uh, Larry, Carl, all those guys are all in there. Carl's in it! He made no, the cut. Carl, actually, actually, Carl is in the game. I just, I was, I was joking, saying the three Stooges' names, but no, Carl actually does have a card. Wow, I can't <laughs> believe he made the cut. But yeah. how, Stranger how good cards? is the walk? How good is the Walking Dead deck, though? Um, I'm pretty sure the only two cards that are playable are Negan and Rick. Um, of course, Rick goes in white humans, and <laughs> which wait is, a minute, uh, <laughs> for many reasons, he's a good, a good white, white human. He's a card, good white human. <laughs> There's a card in Magic called Propaganda, which makes it so that a person pay two mana to attack you with a single creature. So every creature they attack you with costs two, right? Mm-hmm. There's a, a, a white version of that card, and I just called it. I called it White Propaganda the other day, and everyone kind of like phrased side idea. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the question that I had, and I think mm-hmm. Seth's kind of gone on this a little bit, yeah. that we really have gone into, uh, asked a lot is, what is rollback, and why is it a big deal for fighting games? Okay, so rollback is, so I guess to get into this, we have to go back to like when online, you know, Street Fighter 4, fighting games entering the online era proper. Uh, Back in the day, we had basically what was was delay based or like delay netcode, which the idea is, you know, you're connected online, you have two people in two different places, they you want the game to basically match. Uh, So you have one set of inputs coming from one player, the other set of inputs coming in from the other player, right? So how delay-based worked is um, it, the game would essentially wait until all the inputs came in and then sort of proceed with the game. And this can work fine if you're... Like, here's the thing, you know, fighting games are, like, relatively, like, fast-paced, so you can really feel the differences in, like, you know, you know milliseconds of lag and all that kind of stuff. So, like, fighting game, it can be okay if you're, like, geographically fairly close, like, in the same region and have good internet connections, uh, which, you know, that's all of Japan. That's not the United States. <laughs> you know, if I, say, was trying to play Street Fighter Four with you, Smith, it would be awful. We, it would feel like we were playing underwater. Yeah. So, and... So this is where rollback comes in. Uh, if I remember right, it was developed by one of the Cannon Brothers, who's like they're two of the guys who are behind, you know, running Evo and stuff. Yes. Uh, and what what he basically did was like, yeah, you know, uh, there was I think they did like a Street Fighter Two re release or something, or maybe it was SF Four itself. It's netcode. He basically played one of the Street Fighter games. The netcode was dog shit, and made this 
a thing called like GGPO, which, which is sort of like a platform to play like old game games, uh, old fine games online. And it uses rollback, which the way rollback works is instead of like delaying, waiting for the inputs to come in, it basically runs the game independently on both yours and your opponents, like I guess game state systems, however you want to call it. And like predicts what the opponent is going to do. And then once the inputs come in, if there's any sort of disparity, like if it's the same, it just continues on. If there's a disparity, it rolls back, which I guess when you see a rollback in game, you know, it's like the characters sort of like teleport a bit and go into like, I guess the game state was supposed to be at. And generally this works better. Uh, like there's some more nuances to it that I can't get into because I'm not a computer guy. I don't know the like the programming stuff that's behind that whole system, but like Essentially, it just works a lot better for fighting games. And that's why people were harping on and on about it, because it literally did not become a standard. Like, there would be games that came out with it, like uh, Skullgirls, I think one of the Mortal, Mortal Kombat. Like, a lot of Western fighting games got on it relatively early, but, like, it did not become, like, an industry standard until the COVID, the pandemic years. Yep. Because you had to play people online and uh, people don't want to fucking play like underwater connections. So like, it's just not a way to experience fighting games. Yeah. And it's kind of become, it's, it's weird because rollback has kind of become like a savior and also like a, a curse word, depending on where you're, you're at because Mm -hmm. things like melee, which you can now play online. Thanks to literally one man named slippy. Just made you can play melee online and added rollback to it. So now me- melee technically has better net code than Street Fighter V. So that happens. <laughs> but then also, Street- Capcom will ban people permanently from tournaments if they say the word rollback on camera. Um, there was a, a popular commentator who mentioned how well, he was doing a tournament and was like, oh yeah, it'd be nice if they had rollback. And he got banned from Capcom events um, for saying it. And one of the top Street Fighter players uh, named Punk, he's, he's won a bunch <laughs> of Capcom Pro Tours. He's one of the most decorated North American players ever. He won a Capcom Pro Tour. I think this was like a little like late last year. And afterwards, they were doing an interview. They're like, oh, so like, what do you do to practice like, in between tournaments? He's like, I don't play Street Fighter between tournaments. I just play Guilty Gear because it has rollback. And he did not get banned only because he's like such a... A, a popular and uh, decorated player, but they considered like disciplining him for that. I wonder yeah. what that is. Why? Why is Capcom so opposed to this idea of rollback? I, don't know, I think they're so scared. It's, well, it's not that they're. Mm, I don't know if they're opposed because here's the thing: for Street Fighter Five, they basically tried to make their own version of rollback. Uh, it was not good. It was very bad. It was a very bad connection and. I think they probably just got like flamed for it online, like constantly. So they're probably just like, no one fucking talk about rollback. We do not want to acknowledge rollback. We don't want people to think we're thinking about rollback. At least that's my guess. Like yeah. from marketing or PR people, that seems like the move they and would make. It's all crazy. It's crazy to me how excited we get about netcode now because I was watching the grand finals of of uh, Dragon Ball Fighter Z or Fighters, however mm-hmm. you want to say it, that um, yeah. happened a couple weeks ago at Evo. And they ended at like four thirty a.m. like our time, and at the end of it, the per- like one of the lead developers of the game got up and was like, "By the way, we're done making characters for the game. No more DLC." 
but we're adding rollback netcode. And the crowd went wild. <laughs> I never thought that I'd ever see a crowd go so crazy for <laughs> netcode in a video game, but they fucking ate it up. Yeah, no, like, it's just one of the biggest accessibility things, because, like... And it's open source. Yeah. You can add it yeah, to your game. Exactly. As long as you're willing to work with it, you can add it to your game for free. Yeah. So my question is, when you're playing with rollback, mm-hmm. as a player, you are fine with it, with this sort of, like, when the prediction does not match up to the actual inputs, mm-hmm. and the game sort of, like, changes around that, People are okay with that happening. They just they're, they're, that's that's better, I guess, than the lag on regular stuff. Yeah, because like, like here's the thing. In I guess if a connection goes like really bad, it can be a tr- it's you know just as atrocious as delay, just in a different way. But like, it kind of works out because I don't know. Then I don't know what it is. It's like a net since maybe just because because the netco was built for fighting games, it like is able to work with because. Uh, when you think about fighting games, like when you do a move, it's fairly safe to assume you're still doing the move, like however many frames later that the move lasts. So, like you know, barring canceling stuff or whatever, but it just it works out in such a way that you know, as long as you're not like Street Fighter Fiving it and like the netcode is actually like functional, it just works. Like it, you get those rollbacks occasionally, but they're like few and far between, and for the most part, the game just plays very smoothly. Like. The idea of playing, like, I think the first sort of taste we got of, like, the rollback netcode stuff was um, uh, Arxis, the people who make Guilty Gear. They actually, like, backported it into um, one of their older versions of Guilty Gear that's been on Steam forever. And, like, a huge bump in sales. And we got things like people doing, like, America v. Japan, like, t- team battles and stuff of like your toy 5 e 25 where it's like that would have been impossible on like old netcode like infrastructure and all that stuff but the rollback it you can fucking do it yeah when you hear the guy who developed it um talk about it it makes like what you said it makes a lot of sense like we're talking about mm-hmm. frames and yeah at the top level like fighting games you're playing you're playing based on frames you're playing very very quickly but even then mm-hmm. you can still safely predict most stuff and when a rollback occurs it, like I've seen them happen, like pretty like what you would consider a severe rollback on like YouTube and stuff. Mm. And even then, it's really it's not as bad as a game just straight up freezing. Like when I used to play Street Fighter Four online, it would just yeah, you know, it would be two people on the other side of the screen for like twenty seconds before something would happen. Yeah, it's just very quick, and then it's done, and then you're back to the game. Yeah. Yeah, I remember there. I was just this. This was me thinking. I guess. Uh, mm. I was I saw that there was this old or not even old kind of recent racing game mm. where it can like take your performance and make a ghost player version of you that tries to like mimic how you race in the game. I wonder could we use this with fighting games, make a ghost version of your of yourself as a fighting game uh, a player. Just make a computer that's bad at the game like I am. That'd be great. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Sure. I, that would be awesome. I think there might have been a couple games that have done something like that, but I can't remember them off the top of my head. I do remember people like discussing that. I wouldn't okay. be surprised if they maybe even trained some like of I don't know story mode AI stuff on like developer like inputs and all that. Make them play cool. like them. Does Melty Blood have rollback? Yes, it does. Nice. That's yeah, wow. So that's great. Awesome. 
Oh, also, good question for fighting game player. What kind? Of, do you just play on a, a gamepad or do you use a stick? I use a, a stick. Yeah, like I started on a gamepad and I sort of transitioned into like they had these like fight pads or like a Sega, I think Saturn controller where it's like six face buns or whatever. Because yeah. I was like, ah, Street Fire need, need the six buns. I hate tapping the shoulders. And then I eventually was like, let me try a fight stick. Like. I'm not gonna lie, it's expensive. Like 200 bucks on like a controller used for one type of game is kind of yikes. But yeah. I just kind of like it. How do you feel so about the uh, like the hitbox style controllers where there's no joystick? Hitbox style controllers are they're interesting for a lot of reasons. Like one, I think as time goes on, people who play competitively, I think they'll all end up gravitating towards hitbox because yeah. it just offers a lot of pressing a button versus like you know swinging and stick around is just faster in general so like it's a lot more responsive a lot more quick you can do inputs more precisely so it's a it's a weird bit of technology doping that we haven't really seen take effect because i think a lot of people like one because they're sort of lowering the ceiling i think on a lot of games you don't necessarily need that level of like execution that like yeah. a hitbox is able to provide so it's like you can use it but it's not like that much of an advantage outside of very like specific situations and also just a lot of people are you know granted we're getting newer and newer people with every game so people coming in fresh but i think a lot of people they just sort of, it's you play best with what you're comfortable with so if you start with a pad or you grew up in arcades playing with like you know arcade sticks you just use what you know yeah because i know street fighter 5 evo was won by a hitbox player um yeah he's actually sponsored by hitbox <laughs> um, he uses the controller. He won um, Kawano, and I have been playing Guilty Gear. I've been playing on keyboard on my on mechanical keyboard, and I kind of yeah, really basically like a hitbox. It. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's basically like a hitbox. And I, I realized the reason because a lot of people online were like, "Oh, I can't use it because my ring finger isn't very strong." And I realized mm -hmm. if you don't play a lot of PC games, maybe that's true. But you know, I've always played WASD for every game, so my ring right. finger is fairly strong. And I ha I've been having I had a lot of fun playing Guilty Gear. Mechanical board, so I can I can I, I've started to see why the hitbox is probably uh, gonna be preferable for a lot of top players pretty soon. Well, Seth, it's not only just WSD; it's also your special uh, super heavy ring, like Piccolo's clothes that you wear on your. <laughs> oh ring yeah, my my my, my, my wedding ring is very so heavy that it keeps me incredibly yeah. strong. Right, yeah, take it know. off, <laughs> put it, it's put, and then it leaves a little crater in the floor, and your wife has to wear it. <laughs> My ring so finger guess, just has biceps. <laughs> this this hitbox controller is there like no sort of like concern that people might be better with one thing than the other? Like it gives you an advantage in some way over anybody else. That's not a concern for people playing these games. Uh, I don't. It's just it hasn't become a concern. I think there's some people that have voice concerns. Like I think it would mostly be funky with like older games because they haven't really introduced like. With older games, there isn't necessarily like that input cleanup or what have you, where it's like so like like with a hitbox you can hold back and forward at the same time, and that lets you do funky shit like you know charge characters, which a charge character is basically like they can hold a direction usually back or like down, and then after a certain amount of time you go the opposite direction and it does a special move. You can charge moves while advancing towards your opponent, so like that gets rid of what the downsides of like. You know, you sort of have to turtle up sometimes to charge moves or you have to figure out like uh, these sort of like buffer or like you have to sort of charge moves 
kind of learning how to play a charge character like actually doing their combos and stuff is a way to learn frame data real quick because like you have to know like okay well this move lasts this long so like while it's doing this i can hold back and then i can like you know swing forward and do a sonic boom with guile or whatever that type of thing yeah so like older games it would be an issue but the people who play those are legacy players generally it's you don't usually get a lot of new players coming into old games so like they they just play again on stick or pad or whatever it is that they're used to so that doesn't come up in newer games like i mentioned the yeah i don't know there there could be something i don't know if like fighting game developers are gonna like start reintroducing certain complexities into fighting games or like weird stuff we'll have to see yeah i know the main advantage is i mean one it's like you said it's kind of what you're comfortable comfortable with i mean at the end of the day if you're really good with a fight stick you're not just going to switch for no reason yeah um but one thing that people have said about the hitbox is it saves it saves a lot of people from, from wrist injuries there are a lot of players yeah. who actually had to stop playing fighting games because of bad carpal tunnel who've gotten back into it because the hitbox is a lot less strain on their wrist um so i know that is one thing that is kind of propelling it forward in popularity is that it's, it's a bit safer mm-hmm. for your health yeah I haven't, I'll be honest, I haven't heard of that many, but granted, this is just, you know, one sample. I don't know every fighting game player, so I don't know how many people, like, had to, like, stop playing fighting games because of wrist injuries. I know... There are several in Super Smash Brothers. Several. Smash Brothers, that makes sense. Yeah. Like, I feel like you're, you gotta do, you're doing a lot with that GameCube controller. Uh, From fighting game players, I know that, like, this shit, like, hurting their hands, I think morgan players in marvel 3 because specifically that character has like the way she plays is she does a lot of fireball input so it's like a a very rapid set so it's like a lot of like just repetitive motion on your wrist that like yeah. probably strains makes, it over time if you don't figure out yeah yeah, uh, the the fight sticks remind me of uh and and the price they're around to those those flight simulator people mm-hmm. who get the super complicated setup for their flight simulators but i think the best one was the xbox uh i think 360 or was it original game xbox game it was original like xbox Steel battalion <laughs> you remember that oh. you remember this one y'all yeah i i remember seeing that thing that fucking monstrosity it had the little flip switches and the yep. dials like, and all that it's like you were in a big clunky ass robot yep it even oh. had a way to simulate wiping your the windshield on it <laughs> I thought you were about to say wiping your ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's not easy. You do it all on this mech, baby. <laughs> you don't get out of the out of the cockpit. It all happens uh, in here. This mech does not have a bidet. <laughs> you have to do it, man. <laughs> when are game developers gonna stop being cowards and do like just a full immersion chamber where it's like you got the toilet, you got all the switches, it comes with the bidet. Yeah. Yep. Well, the crazy thing these days is like people who want to play like the the hardcore racing sims. Some of them will have like they'll have a fucking basically a small room within their room that they go to play. They cost like twenty thousand dollars or something to set this whole motherfucker up just so you can play one video or one genre of video game. It's crazy to me. What I want to know is when are they gonna make a fighting game that uses the DDR pads and you do like a fighting dance game? Oh, and you have out. I have those virtual reality uh, vests where you actually take the punch. That'd be great. That, yeah, sure. That'd Why be not? Great. <laughs> uh, I've just seen folks like play Dark Souls using a DDR pad. Why not do that for fighting games? I think there was someone who did that. 
Ooh. I know there was a guy in during Guilty Gear Excerpt who like played at an event with a racing wheel. Yeah, there is a racing wheel player. I saw a video about that guy. He was he's a racing wheel fighting player. That's awesome. Yeah. How does that even work? Uh, a lot of determination. A lot of determination. Uh, some very interesting macros, I think, probably. You'll be surprised. I remember seeing like a third strike player who only had like one hand. Yeah. He was an Oro player too at that, which was, you know, I don't know if that was on purpose or if he just really liked that character. Uh, Oro, I guess for reference, is a dude who fights one-handed. So. Yeah. Um, I saw a Street Fighter player. I guess he was like, um, I'm not sure what disability he had, but he could only play like with his mouth. He had, oh, he rolly had, legs, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he had a setup where he could just like use his lips and like teeth and stuff and just press all the buttons. And like one hand, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah just so like one. To like hold up the controller yeah. to his face. That was awesome. That's so cool. Um, it's pretty wild the things folks can do to get themselves able to play these games, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's um, why I always try and tell people, like, I, I know, like, fighting games seem challenging, but it's like, just fucking try it. You don't, no one's expecting you to be Diago or to go to Evo and win. Just, like, you know, approach it on your own terms, and I will be there to help you and then also wash you every fucking day <laughs> of the week. Speaking of Daigo, do you guys know how old he is? He's like 40 or something now, right? He's 41. And he wow. still made top 8 at Evo and Street Fighter. You know, there's a player who transitioned one. to Hitbox. Oh yeah, that is true. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It's going to be the old man controller soon. <laughs> Smith, you can get one. Wait, we'll all play it in the retirement home. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I, I I go to a local game store to play Magic, and um, every Saturday there's a fighting game tournament happening as well. So if we play Commander, oh, cool. we're also having fighting game tournaments happen. I was two, there was two tournaments back to back one day. One was for Guilty Gear Strive. Yeah, everyone's having a great time. They're they're hooting, they're hollering, they're 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 slapping on the back. They're all they're all yelling. The second tournament was for Tekken, and I sw- I shit you not, no one made a sound. The vibe changes when Tekken comes hall. on. <laughs> All I heard was the furious clicking of sticks and buttons, and no one was talking at all until the matches were over. The vibe was so different. Yeah. I, yeah. Tekken. Tekken's a weird one. I I feel like I've never seen people get angry at fighting games, and then I see them get angry at Tekken. Yeah, because it's like, how do you how do you prepare yourself for the, a guy who can do 1,700 moves, you know? It's like, <laughs> it's bullshit. <laughs> There's just something about that game. I made a joke earlier about Tekken ruining marriages. I think there is like this one meme post about, or like, f- that's basically just people reposting this guy who like fucking wrecked his like living room or whatever after like getting salty from like some Tekken matches online. It was like, some people, I don't know, it's some games too, I guess. Yeah. You hate to see it. Yeah, sometimes, I don't know what it is, uh, people will rage at games, especially competitive games, but I remember I had a friend who was playing Demon Souls when it first came out. He took, he got so mad at the, at the, the, the Capper Demon, he took the, the disc out of the PS, the PlayStation, and he bent it almost to it breaking, and he stopped himself and he put it back in the, uh, the, the console and kept playing the game. He was just so angry the, entire, the whole time. It was just like... And the thing was, he was serious. a pioneer. He was playing Demon Souls before it was actually like really popular. Yeah. 
So back then I was just like, what is this game, Demon Souls? He's getting so mad about it, and now it's like the most popular. I'm thinking of, I said Capra Demon, it wasn't that, it was Dark Souls. Yes. It was some fucking asshole demon in right, that game. Right. Yeah. One of them. But like, I, I, actually, I was the one who got mad at the Capra Demon and Demon Souls. Fuck that boss fight. It was I, trash. I think that's like a common one people sort of like lambast as not being great, because it's like this very like tiny... Like, that's like a tiny claustrophobic ass room. You got two dogs rushing at you the moment you enter the door. It's like... Yeah. It's not a good fight, I don't think. It's just sort of like, ugh, scramble for like five tries until you actually figure it out. I beat it through luck, so... Yeah. yeah. They should do a, thing, a crossover and add like... They should add like Melania from Elden Ring to like Tekken or something. <laughs> That'll be a fun one. <laughs> I mean, they could do that. That those are both bad die games. That's true. Yeah. Wait a minute, did we just come up with a million dollar <laughs> idea? <laughs> just do a Dark Souls fighting game where you play as the bosses. Hmm. You know, <laughs> some of them are much okay, bigger but, than others. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. Also, some of them would be fighting games could get pretty creative with like move sets. Like I mentioned, Sukihime. Like that's not a visual novel. Like. Out of the five routes in that game, there's like three where the main character is basically just sitting in his bed, slowly going insane. Like, yeah. How does so that play out to, the fighting game? Well, I mean, he's a boy with a knife and he stabs you. <laughs> so what you're saying is that that's Michael Myers, basically. What you're saying is that Evangelion can be a fighting game. There's an Evangelion fighting game. Of, there Nintendo is. Nintendo 64. Yeah. Oh my god. But you play I, as the Avas, right? Yeah, Avas. Oh no, I, I want to play a Shinji. Angels too. <laughs> <laughs> You're Shinji and the Ava, you know. Shinji fights his dad in, like, in an actual fist fight. Uh, anytime you choose those two characters, Shinji just cowers and figuring uh, forfeits immediately. <laughs> Ritzko's final, like, her, her ultimate move, she just shoots you with a gun. <laughs> <laughs> Pulls out a pistol. Oh man! So I guess we're we're coming up here on the uh, in the episode. Uh, mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you what. So if you had to pick one, uh, what's your mm-hmm. favorite fighting game? God, that I feel like that would be have to be like the first one I really got into, which was uh, the one before Strife. Guilty Gear Exert was like the first. Like I played a bunch of fighting games, like sort of casually here and there, like you know on Fightcade and stuff. That's where you can play a lot of like older games online with people using rollback neck code. Yeah, for you know, using my very legally acquired ROMs. Of course. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but like, uh, Exerd was like the first one that was actually that I actually like got really into. Like, a lot of my friends around me actually got into it at the same time, so we were playing together. So I have a lot of like fondness for that, and like, you know, that's where I like cut my teeth on the genre, really. Nice. So that's my favorite. It's cool. I mean, I guess for me, it's gonna be Soul Calibur too. To be honest. You have time to put in that game, yeah. and I still love it. And for me, it's Talon for life. It's got to be Melee. <laughs> as much as I love some of the other games that I've played, um, I, I mean, I, I've had a ton of fun with like Street Fighter Four, even though the game's mm-hmm. imperfect in a lot of ways. Um, but yeah, and Every I'm, I'm having fun with Strive. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, but Melee is is the, the, pretty much my favorite one. Can't beat the That's first cool. love. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well. Um, this is fun. Yeah, it's conversation awesome. about, about fighting games. I don't know a lot of stuff. Yeah, uh, we do took you have some any turns like, there here and there? <laughs> yeah, it did. Do you have anything you want to plug there, or like any socials you want to drop? If not, it's all good. Uh nah. 
I'm just the dude chilling on the internet. I don't got nothing to share with people. Cool. All right. That's cool. All right. Well, uh, this has been the Illinials podcast. I am uh, Smith. You can find me on Twitter uh, at MC Surf. I'm Seth. You can find the stuff that I um, write about movies and video games on indistinct-chatter.io. Uh, our uh, art is done by uh, uh, Marcus Barkley, who is sometimes here, uh, is not here tonight though, and can be found on Instagram at mr.beaches. Our theme song was done by Ben Powell, who uh, has been on the podcast before, especially on our movie reviews. Um, he streams on Twitch at the Ben Powell. He's taking a little bit of a break right now, but he'll be back playing um, Bloodborne pretty soon because he beat Sekiro. So good for him. I missed that. Yep, he Damn. beat it. So. Um, let's see here. Uh, uh, our ending stuff. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't get under it. Fuck. Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. <laughs> <laughs> we Webball. Have, uh, Reality Stone. <laughs> uh, we have stopped trying to solve our problems. We're trying to outlive them. And from New Orleans to New York, that's the Lanios Podcast, baby. We're out. Out. Peace.